Hey, it's Amy, and you're listening to Saving Amy, a podcast about a woman rewriting her narrative, creating her own version of happiness, and sharing exactly how she gets there. Hey everyone, how's it going? I hope you had a great week. I want to start off this episode by saying that I am officially kicking off my 13th hangover free weekend and I'm stoked about it. So uh, maybe you're maybe dabbling in some hangover free nights, maybe a Friday or Saturday. Maybe you're saying, screw that girl. I'm living my best life and I'm getting litty titty tonight. That's cool too. But I just wanted to share that before we get into today's topic. So people pleasing can full stop ruin your life, okay? And today I'm going to tell you how people-pleasing ruined mine. So have you ever said yes to something when you really wanted to just say no? Maybe it could be a supper invitation, or maybe just donating your time for an event, or a participation in maybe a fundraiser that your friend is doing. Have you grown resentful because of your people-pleasing? which is technically not really the other person's fault. Resentment sucks, you guys. So myself, like many others, suffer from anxiety. So for me personally, people-pleasing started from a very young age. You know, negative emotions were always frowned upon. I was always taught to be positive and happy. So no rocking the boat or being confrontational. Be a yes woman. Good things always happen to good people, right? And I always held the belief that if I were to say no to something, that either I wouldn't be liked, that person would not want to be my friend or want anything to do with me, or that person wouldn't ask me for a favor, or I just couldn't be a person that they could reach out to anymore if I said no. So unfortunately, when this happens, and you're always saying yes, you become the go-to person because you always say yes. Do you have a person like that in your life? There's probably a chance that if you can't think of that person, you are that person. (laughs) But that's okay. I'm going to give you a couple examples um, from my past of how I was a people pleaser. So there was a time in my life where I used to work at a clothing store And when I first started working there, I wanted to work as much as possible because I was new. Uh, I was new to the city and I didn't really have many friends. And this place where I worked was a cesspool of potential new friends. So when people wanted a shift covered, I would always say yes, because I actually did want to work because it was like a great opportunity for me to meet new people. And eventually it got to the point where I had a social life and I didn't need to be working as much but people would ask me to cover and I think the last time that I had done it I kind of tattled I think I was supposed to cover a shift for someone and then I told my manager that yeah so and so wanted me to cover because they told me they were going out tonight or something and obviously the manager wasn't very impressed But then I felt guilty because I thought that I had tattled on the person and I didn't really feel good. Great. My cat just made a noise. Love that for me. 
Another time when I would people please was when I was a fitness instructor a few years ago. So I used to work at all the different uh, gyms at some point and everyone had their set schedule of the class. So like if I was supposed to be working at the village mall on Mondays at 630, I would, I knew that every single Monday I had to go to the village mall for 630. It was getting to the point where a couple people, it was the same people and they would ask me to cover their same class literally every single week. And Looking back on that, it would it, that would have been a great opportunity for me to take it into my own hands, not necessarily be confrontation, confrontational, but say, hey, listen, I noticed that this is happening and I'm not available like every week. Maybe you shouldn't have agreed to that hour of the schedule if you're just going to keep asking me to cover for you every single week. But I essentially did the same thing that I did when I worked at the clothing store and just told my manager about it and let um, let them deal with it. Do you agree with this? Do you not agree with it? Do you think I was a tattletale? So people pleasing, obviously, carried well into my adult life. It's still kind of here. I know I have to unlearn a lot of things, but This is half why I created the podcast. We're learning together and we're growing together. So I couldn't stand up for myself. I had to say yes to everything. I had to say yes because then no one could turn around and say that I didn't help enough. No one could turn around and say that I wasn't supportive enough. But the thing is, I wasn't making myself content or happy. I was trying to do that for other people. So I was trying to make other people happy. And we all know how that goes. So I was bloody miserable. I learned the hard way that if you say things that you don't really mean, you are lying to yourself. And when you lie to yourself, you end up lying to everyone else around you. So the single best thing that you can do is stand up for yourself. Now, if you're going losing people, then they weren't secure friendships or relationships to begin with. Move on. You'll meet people who align with you, and they're not going to get upset at you for saying no. So, being a quote-unquote nice girl who always wanted to say yes, smile, and keep the peace did absolutely nothing for me in the long run. It actually severely hurt me. So, I finished high school away from my hometown. So, in a nutshell, there was one night I lost my cool. So, for context, I was completely blackout drunk. It's not an excuse, but just to give the big picture, I just lost my cool and flipped out and moved away. So essentially what had happened over the years was I didn't stand up for myself and I was pushed to the side day after day after day. I was made fun of. I was always the butt of every joke. To this day, I'll never forget hearing as an adult, Amy, you're still stunned after all this time. And you know what? No. I'm not stunned. I was friends with people who walked all over me and treated me like a doormat. And I had enough of it. I didn't have a say in the clothes I wore or the way I wore my hair. Because if I did it myself, it looked awful. I remember this kind of stuff happening to me, grade three, grade four. I'm almost 30, so why is this so prevalent to me? 
Time after time, I lost who I was, trying to fit someone else's version of what they thought I should be, not what I wanted to be. And I'm still figuring that out now. Some other words I'll never forget from my childhood are, you'd be nothing without me. And if you really loved me, if you were really my best friend, you would do, I'll just put in quotes, X for me. So if you really loved me, you'd go out to the kitchen and get me a glass of water. That kind of thing. This type of stuff has never left me and it never will. Nowadays, I don't even think I ever did have a best friend. It was all an illusion. The only person I can always count on is me. It's always going to be me. And when someone is committed to misunderstanding you, they'll only ever see what they want to see. Not necessarily what's true. So in high school, I had gotten involved in an abusive relationship. And it shaped the way that I seen love and romance. So I absolutely people-pleased on a romantic level as well. I would totally change. I I would change my plans, anything at all, to be around the person that um, I liked. So this was people-pleasing to a whole different level when you are in an abusive relationship. And you know what? About a decade later, I reached out to this person just to let them know about the damage that they caused because I thought it would provide me with some sort of closure. Their response to me was, I thought we were great. So they didn't even, after all these years, clue in to anything of the damage that they had caused. I'm going to be honest, I don't even know if I know what true love is to this day. It seems, I guess, abandonment is common for me. And all I can do is really chuckle at it. But right now, I am still single as a Pringle. And I see absolutely no reason to change it. It is pure bliss. Not having to worry about anything. I'm sure we can agree. I know I'm digressing and going on a tangent. Dating in today's world sucks. It is tragic. Okay? And I am so at peace. Just me, myself, and I. I almost just want to keep it that way. Like I'm frightened to death for anyone to ruin my vibe, you know? So after saying all that, can we just take a minute and debrief about how I'm almost 30 years old and I'm still dealing with trauma from when I was like 13 years old. For years, I avoided going home at all costs because of the memories that I had. I literally have a memory of every single inch of road (laughs) around the bay. And I know if you're from a small town, you'll pick up what I'm getting at. You know what I mean. So the memories, they just don't go away, right? And my dad asked once why I couldn't just pick better friends like my sisters did. And well, dad, I thought I'd pick better friends as a 20-year-old too. Here I am once again, just picking up the pieces, starting over. I'm making new connections and friendships. Now that sounds a lot more dramatic than what it really is. But there's a huge difference. And you know what that is? I don't do a single goddamn thing that I don't want to do anymore. And here's a great example. So about a little over a month or so ago, I had plans to attend a party with a gal pal. So the party itself fell through, but she had asked me if I wanted to go out for supper anyway. And I could have easily said yes, for sure. 
but I didn't want to go for supper. I had just woken up from a nap and the weather outside sucked. So I wrote her and said, can we just cancel tonight? And you know what, guys? She was completely okay with that. (laughs) And who knows? Maybe she was actually hoping that I'd want to reschedule so she could stay home too. And it's not at all that I did not want to see this person. I literally just wanted to stay home. And I'm so happy about how I handled that because my anxiety did not get the best of me. I wasn't at home the rest of that night thinking, oh my gosh, like, is she mad? Like, none of that was happening. I just enjoyed my evening. And I'm sure that she did too. I also had to have some really difficult conversations with myself early on when I decided enough was enough and I am not people pleasing anymore. So I think to myself, and I would actually do this in the mirror sometimes. Amy, are you actually depressed or do you just not want to do, and we'll put in quotations, X or whatever activity, you know? So I'd replace the X, like that thing, with something else. So let's say if I was actually going to like a yin yoga class at, um, you know, nine o'clock tonight or whatever, I want to do that. Like that interests me. So... That means that I'm not really depressed, is it? I just don't want to do the other thing. Sometimes I used to use the time of day as an excuse, right? So, you know, I get up early now. I can't be doing stuff in the nighttime. But somehow I just started doing other things in the nighttime that I wanted to do. That was literally just an excuse. But I didn't even know it was an excuse. It simply came down to what I truly wanted for me. Versus what other people wanted for me and what they thought I should be doing. Another thing, this is something that we all need to take out a page out of my book. (laughs) I'm telling you right now. Stop trying to be liked by everyone. Okay? Don't even try to tell me that you haven't tried yourself to be liked by everyone. We all have. It's fine. I people please for essentially my entire existence up until this point. So it's pretty obvious that I was trying to be liked by everyone, right? So then I asked myself an honest question and I got an honest answer. Why am I trying to be liked and accepted by everyone when I don't like everyone? Listen, let's use the quote as old as time. You can be the ripest, juiciest peach in the world, and there's still going to be someone out there who don't like peaches. I realized I was trying to be someone I never was to begin with. I used to be jealous of people, like full-on blown jealousy. Then I realized that I'm not actually jealous of anyone. Two words, my friends. Look inward. You're going to find all the answers that you're looking for. So I'd rather stand alone in my truth than spend one more second in a situation where I feel like a fraud, even if it does mean being quote-unquote liked more. People-pleasing ruined my life because no one noticed my discomfort or my sadness until it turned into downright anger, and suddenly I'm a bad person. I'm like the nice girl gone cracked. (laughs) And I guess it's just easier to blame my behavior on mental illness which is disgusting, by the way, I'll just say that. But no one wants to acknowledge how, you know, I was nice and nice and nice again, and then I got yelled at, and then I was nice again, 
and yelled at some more and nice again. And then I wasn't nice. But everyone just wants to focus on when Amy wasn't nice. What about when she was really nice? Because I am really nice, but I'm a lot more than just nice. I was done and I couldn't fake it anymore. So the point of all this is saying no is good enough if you don't want to do something. Just the one word, no. There's no need for you to give a huge explanation or a drawn out excuse. So let's turn the tables for a second. Did I ever get upset with someone because they told me no? Uh, no. <laughs> so why do I think that I'm the exception to the rule, Amy George? Boys, at the end of the day, people know your worth. And they're just hoping you don't. I did take that quote from Taylor Hunt Yoga. I'm going to tell you that right now. So, um, yeah, those are not my words. <laughs> So be you, the authentic you, and I promise you're never going to feel more free. I'm enjoying this. I'm enjoying this podcast. And I got to say as well, thank you so much to every single person who has reached out or said that they want to listen to the podcast. I've gotten some really sweet private messages from people just sharing their own little stories and struggles with me. I appreciate it so much, and I feel special that you would even want to share those things with me, because I know that some of these topics are really difficult to talk about, and especially if you've never really talked about it before or given much thought to it, there could be a little bit of embarrassment or shame there. So I think it is super brave um, that you decided to reach out to me. So thank you. Uh, I hope that I inspire you to maybe try something new or, um, you know, reevaluate your relationship with alcohol. I know this episode wasn't about that, but maybe you'll have a look at your people pleasing now. Thanks for listening to this episode of Saving Amy. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe to this podcast and rate it five stars. I will talk to you soon. Take care.